the next day, you are sitting in a cafe atop the Eisfell Tower. Oh, hang on. People Jarl, have are... we got our points hmm? back? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll take a long rest. Oh, because I was nearly dead. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take a long rest. Uh, you are sitting in the cafe atop the Eisfell Tower. People are obsessing over the newspapers showing high-ranking members of government in disgrace. The president being led to be questioned by authorities. Delegates are being arrested. Uh, Lisa has gotten to get you some drinks and a special hot chocolate for Timmy. And uh, uh, what are the rest of you drinking, by the way? Beer. Milk. Beer. Milk. Um, new milk. I hate it, but I can't stop. How's that for some continuity? <laughs> <laughs> the taste grows on you. Once yeah. the physics stops. I think I'm going for a cup of tea. A cup of tea. Uh, or so you... quite possibly a cappuccino. Ooh, he's being adventurous well, now. He's levelled up. Well, we are in foreign parts. Yeah. Uh, so you're feeling the strain of your adventures a bit. Um, how are you dealing with the aftermath? Um... Agrilad is very quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> uh, Victrina, how is Victrina feeling about? Because Victrina was the most eager to see the Murdoch uh, die. Yes. Now I'm worried about my job. <laughs> mm. I'm worried that he he may have had high contacts with people at New Milk who will disgrace me, and then I will have to leave my job. So this is a big concern because I love my job. I love mm. you know, proselytizing about New Milk to the masses, and I'm slightly worried that I'll be in trouble. Well, could you could you go freelance? Could freelance, freelance free milk? Freelance free milk. Um, <laughs> I would not have access to the the new milk reserves if I didn't work for new milk. Mm. Oh dear, uh, I can see that might be a problem. Perrin, how are you? Hello. Doing? Um, bit shaken. Didn't didn't like nearly dying. I think that's my least favourite part of the job. Mm. It's not. It's uh, not is- a good time. Is Perrin reflecting on that at all? Because uh, I think this is the most peril that Perrin has been in. I think, yeah, I think I've definitely been near death before. Mm. Probably thinking about the nature of death and what it may mean to no longer exist. Mm. Uh, speaking of death, how's Pen feeling? Pen is internalising. Mm-hmm. Very well. He's used to putting off his feelings. He's now writing a very long letter to his mother. (laughs) What he does when he's stressed. Uh, Incidentally, Pen, um, one of the uh, waiters comes over to you uh, and uh, hands you an envelope and says, "Uh, uh, Monsieur, has this uh, little uh, package arrived for you? Uh, This person who is very mysterious in a hood and cloak and uh, very skeletal shoes uh, handed this to me saying that you would be here at this exact time, so here you go. And he hands you a letter. Well, oh dear. Oh. Is it my mother? Is she replying at last? It's oh, yes. Dear. It's it is your mother's handwriting on the address line, which is uh, the third seat from the window, uh, the Icefell Cafe. <laughs> right. Okay. I suppose I'd better read it. There's no putting it off. Okay, you open it up and uh, the fiery letters uh, upon the charcoal paper uh, read a very short message. Uh, it says, Dear Pen, 
Your father died last night. Sorry about that. See you at Solstice, Mother. Ah. Well, I think I kind of knew it was coming. But, uh, oh. Hmm. Lisa comes back to the table and she sits down somewhat heavily. Uh, she looks exhausted, like she hasn't slept. Um, and she says, I'm expecting a call from the Prime Minister any minute. I need to work out what I'm going to say. Victrina, we may have a problem. You are quoted in many of these newspapers as saying that you think it would have been okay if the Murdoch were to die. Uh, might not be enough for the police, but it sure as hell is enough for the public. I still think I'm right. You may be right, but it is going to make things somewhat difficult. Are we sure we did the right yes. thing? The Murdoch was an evil well. duck. <laughs> it was like yes. a very bad duck who needed to fall off a have tails told. Mm, mm. That too. I think there was a choice between evils, and we chose neither of them. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that was possible to be quite honest he's gone now it may be some time before the world adjusts before somebody I did offer to bring him back but they said no no I think that probably would have made him more I angry I think it would be a bad idea somehow do I need to like go and talk to the press or something and explain that although the Murdoch was pure I evil think I didn't that push might him be a building. bad idea yeah, I, I I think it's the difference between want and need, and we should run away. Oh, that yes, sounds... I think possibly if we can just quietly slip out of the country uh, on our massive zeppelin, <laughs> I think that uh, might be uh, a plan. <laughs> I think that there may be some. Um, she looks out the window, and you can indeed see you can see the zeppelin from here, and uh, there do seem to be some police sort of mulling mulling around it, as if they're waiting for you. And uh, Lisa sort of, you know, grabs the bridge of her nose and goes, "Oh God, that's another thing we're going to have to worry about. If they start questioning us, we need to get our story straight." So, ahem, we didn't kill him. That's well, the no, first thing. <coughs> We've never killed a thing in our life. I couldn't kill a fly. I didn't see what happened. Hmm. No, I... It is rather suspicious, all that what happened. I'm not entirely sure how he fell off. It's almost like something or someone pushed him when we weren't looking. But who? I'm not sure. Could we say it was the princess? We could certainly say it. It'd be a damn challenge to get people to believe Why us. Why not just say that it was the princess's evil, immortal, necromantic dad? Yeah, because he's dead too. Again, it's just going to be our word against the newspaper's word, and given some of the stories that have been coming out about me and people associated with me, and given that you're associated with me, I don't know how much... Uh, people are going to how much stock people are going to put in but our word if it's our word against their words and it's all just just words then surely the words should equal out the words right you'd think that wouldn't you yeah that's uh, why i'm saying it 
Now, you see, this is why I'm thinking it might be an idea to bring the Murdoch back just to answer questions about his own death. Hmm. What makes you think he's going to tell the truth about his own death? Because <sighs> he hasn't told the truth about anything else ever. Well, there is that. Here's an idea then, Pen. How about we get into the um, uh, the, the the morgue and uh, bring a bring a reporter with us and see if we can't uh, at least get his ghost to to tell us what happened. How about that? We could give it a try, can't we? Is there yeah, some I mean, what, charm that you can, what can do hor- to make what his can ghost go tell horribly the truth? wrong? <laughs> it's your area of expertise, Pen. Um, I think. At the moment, all I can do is kind of bring them back. I can't control what anybody says. Well, we don't need to control, but uh, it would be nice to know. Hmm. All right, I'll uh, see if I can uh, get us some um, passes and or, or, or find a way into the morgue. Uh, her, her magic mirror goes off and goes, Oh, God, sorry, I have to take this. Uh, okay, uh, you lot sort out a plan for um, what we're going to ask the Murdoch and uh, what we're going to say to the press and if we can get a reporter with us. Uh, um, hello? Oh, Prime Minister, it's good to hear from you. Uh, one moment, I'll, I'll find a quiet spot. And uh, she uh, walks off. Uh, I've, I've got a suggestion of a question. What? What's it like to be dead? You could just <laughs> ask Emma. Pen, what's it like to be dead? Well, it was quite peaceful. Oh. Okay. I found a fair bit of clarity. Okay. That sounds... It was also a little bit... Uh, well, what is it when there's too many people around? Crowded. Hell? <laughs> yes. Uh, Both of those. You, you don't strike me as, as the sort who'd be in hell if such a place exists. Um, well, I didn't quite get there. Oh. I never actually crossed the river the, the death. I guess if you did, never, you wouldn't have come... I never actually crossed the river. I guess if you had, then you wouldn't be here, because you'd be there. There is that. Would you recommend it, being dead? Um, as a last resort, perhaps. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. As long as you've got a way of coming back. Pen, if I die, can you bring me back? Yes. Thank I you. I promise you that, oh, I will. Thank you. I can't promise all your bits will stay on, but it's I'm okay. not that good yet. I, I could probably do with less fingers anyway, it's fine. I'd, I'd, I'd live with it. Or undead with it, I guess. Um. Okay. Timmy pops his head up uh, from behind his comic books that he's been reading and uh, he says why didn't we just beat everybody up everybody who's saying bad things about us why don't we just go and beat them all up because it don't work like that lad oh but it does in the comic books see I think they should rename the comic books the adventures of chicken foot in strawberry land I'm quite hungry though I will get you some burgers or something. What I don't understand is why they're making all the hospitals and stuff stop just because that health minister got arrested. That seems a bit silly. What? Uh, he holds up a newspaper uh, that one of the comic books was in. He goes, yeah, it says here, health minister arrested, hospitals on hold. Let me see that. Uh, he hands Where you they... the newspaper. 
It's in Elvish. Oh dear. Let me have a look. That seems a bit odd. Hang uh, on. Uh, Jimmy, can you read Elvish? Oh yes, of course. I can read all the languages. I'm Chickenfoot. Hmm. Can you read Chicken? Uh, <laughs> the uh, newspaper indeed uh, has a story about the health minister who has been um, embezzling quite a lot of money from all the hospitals and in order to do a, a thorough investigation the police have shut down the hospitals while the minister is uh, in for questioning oh dear that seems like a bit of a hmm. that seems like a bit of an overreach and a catastrophe What what sort of questions like mastermind style or <laughs> I think number one will be where is the money mm. ooh that's a good one I bet that sounds like a riddle if the money is not here where is and the money? money is not there where is the money maybe he used to buy wallpaper it might be in an offshore it might be underneath I think the actual it might be underneath the anvil go on I swear they keep the money the economy is fake anyway I swear anyway. they keep the money in my village <laughs> <laughs> huh. Mr. Agrilad, do you think if that duck man was still around, he would keep the hospitals open? It says right here in the comic book that Mr. Duck is very, very uh, philanthropic and that he makes all the hospitals go and that if he ever went away, then all the hospitals would die. It looks like he was right. There are some things, Timmy lad, that are a little bit more complicated than comics make them out to be. But we could just, you know, go over there and beat some people up and make them do what we want them That's to do. That's not how it works. Look, Timmy lad, we but need to talk. It, says, it does so in the Timmy comics. Lad, we need to talk. And speaking of talking, or talking of speaking, um, <laughs> what if we called our friends in the Sky Kingdom and asked them if they could provide a little bit of uh, aid to keep the hospitals open in this time of dire crisis? Or would that be an overreach for us. Well, they're all, I think that's a good idea. They're all part of this grand alliance, aren't they? Supposed to help each other out in times of crisis. Well, that's it. Hmm. Uh, I, I think I think I have the result. And it okay. makes us look good too, because we want to join the alliance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, maybe if, um, and maybe I'll if Gorlack what. Sorry, sorry, I need to finish this thought before yeah, it sorry. escapes and I have to think about my father dying. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps Gorlack can promise the aid of doctors from Darnorth as well. Okay. Um, Pen, I'll say that you still have some contacts. Uh, I think you have Dr. Quax's contact details. And uh, you can... Um, make a uh, persuasion check to see if you can get this ball rolling right persuasion oh dear I hate it when I have to be persuasive <laughs> 18 oh yeah yeah I think that Dr Quax is very receptive to this idea and uh, he uh, knows a person knows a guy who knows a guy uh, who can uh, get this on the way and uh, he promises you that within 48 hours there will be uh, doctors heading down to Elfheim to help with the situation. So, uh, yes, well done there, Pen. Right. I'll give you a point of inspiration. Oh, oh, thank you. Hmm. Right. Is it also worth um, sending out a press release to the newspapers 
to tell them that doctors are coming from the Sky Kingdom to help in the crisis. That, that might be a good idea. Um, Maybe don't mention your no, name no, in it. Say... Maybe don't mention that you caused the crisis. <laughs> just, just don't mention it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but just leave it as 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 a quote from Doctor yes. Quacks. And, just uh, say yeah, because and, of the uh, benefits of being in the Great Alliance, you know, it means other countries of the Great Alliance can send doctors to help quickly and easily. Isn't it good to be in the Great Alliance? <laughs> <laughs> Yours faithfully, Penbriganti. Uh Okay, cool. Yeah, I think you. Um... Yeah, you sent this out to a. Uh, you sent it out to the newsreader, of course, who who you met the other day, and uh, you exchanged contact details. I'll say. I think the newsreader should uh, come with us to the morgue. Oh, that's a She's good. She's a point. very trusted um, face. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll say that she agrees to to meet you there. Um, so Lisa returns to the um, table, looking a little shaken. Uh, she sits and is sort of staring into the middle distance for a minute. Uh, her face is kind of hollow and she takes a sip of her drink to kind of wet her throat and goes, <clears throat> there's going to be an inquiry. Into the fish thing? Well, not into me, thankfully. Into Gorlak. He's uh, heading to the House of Lords now. God help him. Some unfortunate tales about his past seem to have come out and the opposition are calling for his head literally uh, I uh, she looks at her magic mirror which you see like messages keep popping up he goes yes um, Bernard Fendek is already asking me who I'm supporting in any potential upcoming leadership contest but I'm not saying anything I think Gorlak can probably survive this just about <laughs> what, 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 what what things have come up uh, she yeah, starts massaging her head and says there are some things which are morally good but are politically bad this whole job was about weighing up these decisions making judgments on what to do to do the most good Gorak when he was young and wild he was part of a protest group that broke into a secure government facility uh, to do a big protest and he thought he had gotten away with it. He thought he'd been, uh, you know, never been identified. But somebody has identified him as one of the ringleaders who broke into the facility. And now public faith in him is shaky. What sort of facility was it? Oh, I'm not sure. That's They're not saying some sort of top secret because thing. Because if it was something that was bad and he broke in to protest against it, then that's good. You'd think well, yes, so. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, politics should not be devoid of morals, like it so often seems to be. Mm. Public perception is the thing that sways things in politics far too often. We've, uh, in our own time, we've destabilised some nations, jeopardised our own relationship with the world. We could have cost Gorlack his job, all because we were pursuing things we thought were good. No good deed goes unpunished. If this costs Gorlack like the Premiership, it could post cost the party the government. And then we'll be putting the country back into the hands of those upper class holes and everyone who isn't rich 
and powerful suffers. <laughs> this sounds wrong. I'm disappointed with the unicorns because they promised a unicorn and we never got unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to be so squeaky clean all the time. If there's a single blemish, we're done for. And the darkness takes So maybe hold. we should all have a bath. We... And yet, exactly. those unicorns are the most grubby unicorns I've ever seen, and they just, the what, the mud just washes off, off of them. We, but that's the thing. We want to be better. We can't be perfect, but those who wear cruelty as a badge of honor, who parade corruption as something to be admired and celebrated, they walk right into power, and it's not fair. And she slams her fist on the table, and some people I, look I around. Pat her hand Look, Sorry. just because they fart rainbows and shit cheeseburgers doesn't mean that <laughs> they get to win. No. No, you're right. I haven't been sacked, so Where? there's that. <laughs> Nobody's Can I tell you something good I've done? Do tell. I've uh, contacted Dr. Quacks in the Sky Kingdom and he's sending some doctors to keep the hospitals open oh, here. Pen! Pen, you're a marvel! Oh. And uh, she uh, gives you a big hug. I don't know how Pen is with hugs. Um, unfamiliar. <laughs> I think she almost knocks your tea over. But uh, she goes, oh, oh. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, my I heart was I've beating 10,000 miles a second. But uh, I think I've had one too many cappuccinos. <coughs> You've been a bit busy. <laughs> yes. Oh, we ah, should go well. to the hospitals and we should distribute new milk because that will help people who are sick. <laughs> One thing at a time, Victorina. Let's head down to this morgue. I assume you've got a uh, reporter. Ready. The newsreader who doesn't have a name. Ah, lady excellent. Of the news. Yes, yes, excellent. Okay, let's head on down. And uh, she picks up her coat, and uh, uh, you you all uh, head down. So, um, as you're um, walking along, Pen, uh, you walk past the river. Uh, can you make a perception check, Pen? I can make the check. <laughs> but my head is in a book. I'm trying to work out what to do. I need a roll to ten. Ten. Um, I think you look up slightly and you think you see something, but no, you just walk past. Uh, so after a bit of uh, meandering around the city, uh, you come to the official morgue. Uh, there are some um, big bouncers on the uh, on the doors. Uh, who are these large inflatable trolls um, who <laughs> bounce their way? I'm looking at you really hard now. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you a pat today. <laughs> I am going to switch my camera on just to give him a hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the newsreader uh, sort of shows her press pass and says, yes, uh, these people are with me. We're going to do uh, a little report on the um, on the death of Mr. Murdoch. And uh, these are some specialists that I've hired to uh, uh, give some expert opinion. And they kind of look around and then look at you and uh, they look at Penn and, and especially and goes, what's your expertise? Well, I'm, I, I, I suppose I'm something of a coroner. Uh, deception check? <laughs> uh, eight. Uh, how something of a coroner? Um, 
He's really good at dead people. Well, I have had. A he oh, deals yes. with dead people. Often. I see dead people. <laughs> I see dead people everywhere. Um, they look a bit unsettled by this, and uh, one of them turns to Perrin and goes, "What about you? You don't look like an expert." I am very expert at communing with the realm of the pantheon of deities. Mm, that's technically true, so just yeah. roll persuasion. Okay. Ooh. I might have done okay at that. Um, 19. Okay, they, they nod and go, no, oh, that makes sense. And uh, short stacks, uh, what's, what are you bringing to the table? That's you, Acrolad. Did you just call me short? Well, these trolls are like uh, seven foot tall. So you're all short to them, I suppose. <laughs> Listen, skyscraper. <laughs> if they want someone dead, um, possibly, maybe, sometimes the one to do it for you. Um, <laughs> what is this, That's... an intimidation check? <laughs> um, no, this is just Agrolad being slightly tipsy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, I think they're just going to ignore you. And they look at Victrina and go, and you're an expert in... New milk. Oh, new milk. Oh, wonderful. Everybody's talking about that. Uh, I don't suppose you have any on yes. you. I do, actually. Would you Would you care for a small bottle each? Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. And, uh, right. they... You drink up and just let us sweep past, you know. All right, they, they drink have up. Have a lovely and, day bouncing uh, people. It, uh, it, it sloshes around <laughs> in quite an unsettling way. Another uh, satisfied customer. We should have them <laughs> stuffed. Uh, oh, we have them stuffed with new milk. <laughs> so that they are kind of, you know, wobbly and sloshy. <laughs> Uh, you head inside and uh, the newsreader sort of gets you past a couple more layers of security and uh, you head down some quite cold stairs uh, that are very wide and very tall uh, so as to get the body of a giant down them uh, and uh, yeah you end up in this long room uh, there's like ice spells on the wall uh, those of you who can use magic sort of detect this almost immediately uh, to keep the room quite cold and there's a huge table uh, in the middle of the room uh, upon which uh, the gigantic body is laid out and uh, there is a um, a scientist looking figure uh, who is an elf uh, who is sort of zooming around and uh, she looks up at you with like massive goggles and one of those um, I don't know what they are you know those huge like a big sort of mirror thing that sort of protrudes out the top of their heads with a like a strap around it. I don't know what they're called, but so I think it's a mirror. Yeah, so mad it's scientists always seem to be wearing them. Ah, okay, yeah, one of them. Uh, so this mad scientist is sort of wearing one, and uh, upon seeing you, she goes, "Ah, you are here to see the, to see the body." Well, I'm afraid there's not much to look at. Uh, it has uh, almost all been taken. So, uh, but uh, how are you? Uh, wait a minute, who are you? Where, where awesome. is it? been taken? Uh, who, who are you? I see who dead people. Mm-hmm. So do I. You are coroner too. Welcome to the business. And she holds out a quite slimy hand. Well, I'm pleased to meet you, Pemberganti. Ah, lovely to meet you. I'm Dr. Death. Uh, it's a uh, um, family name. Uh, I thought, you know, with a name like that, I should uh, be a coroner, and it seemed to work out because, uh, well, nobody would let me do anything else, frankly. 
Well, nominative determinism is a thing, you know. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, so I've heard, so I've heard. Now, ah. Except in the case of James Cleverly. <laughs> uh, so especially you're... in the Peter Peter Gammons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're here to see the uh, the old body, are you? Well, it's quite fascinating. I uh, I don't know what happened to the chap, but uh, it seems that he had a terrible fall. I know that, and uh, he lost quite a quite a lot of uh, body parts. Uh, and she uh, well... throws back the uh, the sheet covering him. That's normally what that isn't when you fall um, from a great height, say a very high stair, um, but after you've accidentally slipped and stumbled and nobody has pushed you, um, you don't normally lose body parts. You just kind of squash. Unless you're a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he's not a skeleton, is he? He's a he's a, a like octopus fish duck thing. Um, well. So where where are the rest of his bits? Well, here's the mystery. And uh, she sort of leads you up a little, um, you know, one of the sort of uh, staircases on a little on wheels that they often have in like mm. huge libraries and things uh, so that you can get up and see uh, some bits of the body. And uh, she has pulled back the sheet and you can see that his head is missing. Uh, oh. Ooh. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. And uh, she points to it and goes, so, see anything unusual apart from the obvious? Well, his he's, head not, is he's not going to get head now, is he? Not going to get a head in business now at all. I like you, my good sir, my good halfling. I don't believe anything that they say about you in the papers. Don't worry. I, I'm quite open-minded. I think some halflings are actually decent people. That's, that's not, not a great endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's a bit double-sided, that one is. So, uh, you must be an expert. So, what do you make of this? Well, I'll have a look. Uh, do you want to do an investigation check? He's dead and he's headless. <laughs> 25. Okay, wow. Uh, you see I that... Plus six. <laughs> the cuts uh, where the head has been removed are very clean. Uh, whoever did this was a professional. Uh, and with actually with 26 yeah you see that like the various bits of his body that have been removed have all been removed with this sort of very expert surgical hand um, and it was done very soon after he died right and what can I find out about the causes of death uh, well bro- many broken bones you can definitely see that uh, the head's not there, so but given the height he fell from, probably blunt force trauma, <laughs> blunt force trauma to the head, uh, broken spine, um, yeah, lot of, he fell from a great height, is what killed right. him. But somebody's taken his head, and he's not going to do any talking. Not just the head, I'm afraid. And uh, she points at the belly, where you can see that an incision has been made, and so some things have been removed from inside. Oh dear. Right. Do you have a pair of gloves? Uh, many, many, many. Uh, what size are you? Um, five fingers, please. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, she hands you some five-fingered gloves. How how big is the cavity from the missing organs? Oh, do you um, think you could, could get inside it? Ooh. Oh, you could. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm, reminded, oh, no. I'm reminded of Yetis. Oh, God. Oh, no. 
<laughs> um, and Agrolad starts to climb up on top of the body. Uh, you're contaminating the evidence. Yes. Yeah, I think Lisa sort of grabs you by the, the scruff of the neck and sort of pulls you back and says, uh, not a good idea, I don't think. But if, if I can get inside, then another halfling can get inside. And, and maybe he was being controlled from inside by an halfling. He's not a robot. Are we We've sure? done the I robots. Don't think, are we sure? I'm, I don't think you fit two halflings in there. So, uh, what do you make of him. this? Well, why would they want his head and uh, his organs? Is it his stomach? Is it his liver? Uh, what has been taken is some of the spinal column and some bits of the lungs. Do you think someone's trying to rebuild him? What, like a six million well, gold piece duck thing? Yes. <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie's? Um, I, I'm not familiar with that play. <laughs> uh, Professor Death is uh, sort of uh, washing her hands at a basin and goes, Well, I've, I've looked over it numerous times and uh, seems to be something of an epidemic if you ask me. So maybe it's just something that giants do to each other i don't know an, uh, an epidemic of giants dying or an epidemic of people taking their internal organs after they're dead wait well both wait what, really? make, wait 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 what makes you think giants did this well i don't know much about giant culture you see but uh well I, i'm something of an international coroner i've uh, been all over the world i was in the uh, uh i was in the far-off lands not well, three months ago and something like that and uh how long ago yeah, were we in the far off land about three months ago ah. <laughs> and uh yes there was a giant there who'd uh, died uh, some heavy thing had fallen on him and uh by the time i got there well, his legs had clean gone and uh couldn't examine them for the life of me and uh, there was there that's odd uh, because i don't remember him not having any legs when and when uh, sky kingdom i was i was there not that long ago and uh yes big big old fellow up there had uh, been quite uh, picked clean but uh, uh, they said uh, his bones had been left but uh, half of them were missing uh, it was rather odd if you ask me maybe I'm getting some... a little bit worried Maybe somebody's building a golem giant or a giant golem. Or well, that's a golem what I was like. Somebody's taking bits of them to build their own like Something. super giant. A mega giant. Some sort of. Oh dear. Uh, mm. Well, Ms. Well, Newsreader, here's your great big story. Uh, and she says, is- "Well, I've heard of uh, I've heard of corporate mergers, but this is ridiculous." Oh dear, but, um, do you think it's the Monopoly? Mr. Monopoly might be behind us. That's a that's an interesting angle. Hmm. You know, this could actually get me back in the good books of the uh, of the media classes. You know, having a big scoop like this. Uh, and then the professor comes out, Oh, you want to scoop some stuff out? Wonderful, I've got a big spoon for that. But she has too much enthusiasm. <laughs> Is it a slotted but, spoon? Is Mr. Monopoly the guy with the top hat and the turning moustache? <laughs> I think he's fictional. I would not be surprised. <laughs> well, uh, any other questions while you're here? I've got to uh, start uh, prepping the body for uh, his funeral soon. Is it going to be right, an open uh, casket? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. I, I can see that. Right. Oh dear. 
Well, we're not going to get any. I'm afraid we're not going to get any of the answers that we were looking for, Lisa. Um, but we've got some questions we didn't have before. Well, I know. That's always an unintended consequence. Mm. Well, I suppose we'd best be getting back to the Zeppelin. Captain Biscuit will be wondering where we've got to. Uh, thank you, Dr. Uh, Death. Yes, yes, uh, come again anytime soon. Uh, I'll... Uh, but if you uh, visit me three times or more, you get a sticker. <laughs> Has anyone we... ever had a sticker? Uh, not yet, no. People don't seem to like spending time with me. Agrilan's going to run out the door, wait five <laughs> seconds, run back in, say hello, <laughs> and repeat until he's done it three times. And she kind of like puts her hands on her hip and goes, you know, I've not given any out yet, so here you go. And she gives you a little sticker that says, I visited Dr. Death three times. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, so, well, thank you very much, Dr. Death. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, so you uh, head back out uh, onto the streets and uh, are sort of uh, making your way back towards the Zeppelin. Uh, Pen, again, you feel something chilly tugging at you as you're walking along the uh, shore of the river. Uh, can you make another perception check? Uh, Twelve. Hmm. I'm still not feeling very perceptive and very internalised. I think with a twelve um, you yeah, again yeah, you notice that it's, it's suddenly quite cold around here and out of the corner of the, your eye you think you saw something on the shore of the river bank of the river even I, I go to the railings and look down okay as you're looking down uh you see someone standing by the bank uh it's an old man in clothes uh it, an old man in old clothes uh, he's got his hands behind his back uh white hair sort of rising and falling and as you're looking he turns and smiles and you can almost see right through him he's like semi-transparent and uh, but from this distance, you can't quite see who he is. Well, I never. Am I seeing dead people for reals now? <laughs> oh, dear. Is there a stairway? Uh, yes, there is. There's a stairway. Okay. I'm going to head towards the stairway. Let's go down. Right, yes. Okay. Stay okay. there, sir. Right. Uh, okay, you head down, and uh, as you get closer, you realise that it is the ghost of Marith, your father. Da. Oh, exchanged exchanged one shoreline for another. That bloody reaper's got a sense of humour on him, isn't he? Are you haunting Gay Paris now, or Pay Gary? Ah, no. I don't have much time. Just thought I'd pop by to say hello one last time. How you going? I'm I'm not too bad. I got a letter from Mother telling me that you'd passed. Oh. I, I heard about that myself too. Got a rather chilly message from a raven uh, fellow with big hood. Uh, it was uh, quite the shock, but uh, well, not too shocking, I suppose. I've been expecting it for some time, uh, but uh, going away now, I suppose. When I get back, you know, crossing over the river and moving on after me body finally gave up the ghost. But uh, I suppose it's time. Well. It'll be sad not to have the year around throwing things at the neighbours. <laughs> oh, I hope I at least got them one last time. 
I'm sure you did, Dar. Well, I'm sure you'll do good, Ben. You're a strong boy. You've got real muscle, but it's brain muscle. I uh, should have learned to respect that when I was young, before I lost my mind. I'd, uh, I'd ask you to look after your mother, but I think we know that's a bit inadvisable. Well, I think it's more a bit impossible, to be quite honest. Oh, you're quite right there. Oh, well, it is time I'd be moving along. I can't spend the rest of eternity sat on a riverbank waiting for something to pull me back or for someone to put my mind back together. Need my rest. Need to move on. I, uh... Should have uh, studied up on that necromancy stuff that you were always into. Maybe I might understand it a bit more. Well, I'll be honest with you, Da. I don't quite understand it myself. Half the time I'm making it up as a girl go along. Oh dear. Would you deal with death and dying all the time? I, uh. Can a necromancer ever really understand grief, though? I don't know. Maybe I'll let you know when we see you again. Oh, well, if you find a way to deal with it properly, in your own way, he keeps you on the on the straight and narrow, well, I'll be proud of you then as well as I am proud of you now. Thank you, Dar. Well, good luck, son. It's been... It's been lovely to see you doing so well. I'd hug you, but I don't think I can. Oh, no. We're not really the hugging type in our family, though, are we? Well, no, that's true. Oh. Smiting. Smiting, mostly, smiting. yes. And smiting and mining, that's our motto. <laughs> well, I'll say cheery bye, then. Uh, a cheery bye. Tarada. And uh, he fades from view, the sounds of the river and the city settling back around you. Uh, it takes you a moment to sort of get your wits back together and you stand there for a bit thinking and processing. Uh, how does Penn feel? A little bit alone. Hmm. It's, a, it's a little bit sobering, stood on the banks of a mighty river, watching it go past. It's always a different river. Hmm. It's never the same. Uh, your friends are sort of up uh, above on the um, uh, on the railing. Um, I'm sure one of them will probably wave to you. Probably Perrin, I imagine. Hello, I'm waving very enthusiastically. Maybe jumping up and down on the balls of my feet as well. I wave, but it's a little sober wave. Agrolad's found a street food vendor and has some street food for you. <laughs> oh, I'm a, keeping an eye on you to make sure that you don't jump in the river because you're sad because your dad died. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but there would be no sense in jumping in the river. I'd get my books wet. Oh. Uh, so, you, after some time sort of uh, sobering up, perhaps, Agrolad, uh, and... Uh, Pen do, sobering do up in a different understand. way. <laughs> I'm already sober. <laughs> I think I am uh, the yin to a girl yang. <laughs> yeah, um, keep your hands off my yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so the zeppelin uh is um ready to go by the looks of it uh, however there are some police mulling around in front of it uh so you're gonna have to try and think of a way to get past them uh lisa sort of like takes you behind a bush so that you can sort of stay hidden to make a plan and uh she says right so uh we're gonna need to do something to uh well they're gonna want to question us and don't really want to be questioned right now would rather get away so uh any ideas i thought this was the idea well we need to distract those uh those those, those coppers i've got an idea mm-hmm. can i okay well let me just see if this does what i did all right how far away are the cops so uh, less than 30 feet i'll say okay i want to um, to cast sacred flame mm. on somebody on the other side of them than we are if that makes sense okay so they're distracted and gonna see what's going on if i can cast this is an at will cantrip so I'm okay just surreptitiously set someone on fire <laughs> okay uh i'll make you do a deception check just to see how well this goes okay which dice is gonna be nice <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna be a 21 a 21 okay uh yeah some Poor innocent bystander <laughs> bursts into flame. Do you want to roll some damage? Oh. Um, I'd, I'd like oh. to. Yes. Oh. How much oh, damage? No, is you t- this? Have you set somebody on fire? Shh. <laughs> I'm doing it sneakily. It doesn't look sneaky to them. <laughs> Fourteen points oh. of damage. Oh God! Um, this person collapses in a heap uh, on fire, but the uh, the police do go running <laughs> you, after to see what was going on. There. Oh, God, I just thought. I thought I just set them on fire and nothing bad would happen. Ow! Ow! <laughs> somebody on fire and not have anything bad happen. They're they're on fire. I'm immune to it. And I do it to myself a, all the time if I'm cold. And it's at this point that Agrilad throws the kebab that he's been weighing up in his hand. <laughs> the cops. Uh, make an attack roll. That's going to help. Oh no. That would be a 20 non-natural. Yeah, you hit one of them. Uh, roll a d4 damage. <laughs> oh dear. The salt was a low flying kebab. That would be a four. No flame. Yeah, you, it skewers him uh, through the ear. Ow! I'll say. <laughs> He's very unhappy about this. Um, <laughs> uh, Timmy, uh, on the other hand, is looking at uh, Perrin with uh, admiration and uh, sort of awe. <gasps> Can you teach me to do that, dragon? can try I'm, I'm not a dragon i'm a dragonborn it's it's, it's quite a distinction just so you know just for next time i think we'd better get on the boat yes uh, probably a good idea uh let's run oh dear uh, Captain Biscuit sees you and goes, Ah, oh, hello, all of you. Uh, you seem to be in a bit of a hurry. Uh, uh, sh- uh, anything I yes, can do? Yes, take off. Take off now. Fly. Fly, you fools. Get us the flock area. <laughs> well, okay. I just need to do a few more checks. No, 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 no more checks. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, very well. And uh, she rushes off to the cockpit. Uh, and uh, you see Croc, who is like asleep on one of the sofas, and goes, hmm, what? What's going on? Everything okay? Um, right. I'm, I'm kind of hyperventilating. I'm a little bit panicky. Oh dear. I don't think we need oh, to do it's that. Okay. It's okay. 
A person uh, the... just burst into flames for no reason, and then I chucked a kebab at a cop. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, it's oh just dear. a normal day. Oh, no. No. Uh, the uh, zeppelin takes off, uh, pulling its um, moorings out of the ground, uh, and uh, starts to hover over the city. Uh, a lot of people sort of point, uh, and uh, some people try throwing things, but they, they miss. And uh, as you fly away, Captain Biscuit goes, Ha ha, you'll never catch me, coppers! So I've always wanted to say that. I you, hope uh, that person was alright. Yes, let's hope. And uh, Lisa looks at Perrin. I look back another, innocently. Another case of spontaneous elven co- combustion. <laughs> used to happen all the time in the mountains. Did it? Yeah. They'd come wandering up the mountains, going, Oh look, this is a mountain, we can climb it because it's there. And, and, and you would spontaneously combust them. And yeah, well, me and the other monks had chucked oil lanterns at them. That's not spontaneous. But we didn't set them on fire, we just chucked the lanterns. But then the lanterns set them on fire. It's not our fault if the lanterns explode and cover them in oil and catch fire. Bloody elves climbing out of the mountain. <laughs> Lisa sits down and goes, Oh my god, how did I get this, this team? This exploration is very important. We're to the very elf good. How can we discover I'm, I'm, countries I'm, that I'm, you already I'm, live in if you chuck flaming barrels of oil at us? It wasn't <laughs> barrels, it was lanterns. There's a difference. Oh. See how stories get spun? If it were barrels, then I'd understand the consternation, but it was just lanterns. I mean, they could have dodged. It's really hard to dodge when you're climbing up a mountain. And there were like 20 or 30 of them. Lanterns, that is, not elves. Uh, can you all. Uh, oh, you've all. You've not taken any damage, so taking a rest is probably not going to have any point to it. Uh, I mean, I think we're all a little bit in shock, so maybe a yeah. rest is just good nice. for our well-being. Yeah, you take you take a rest for a couple of hours uh, as you fly away from the mm, interesting situation that you have uh, left for yourself. Agilad um, needs to talk to Timmy. Okay, yeah, you take uh, Timmy to one side, and he says, What's the matter, Mr. Agilad? We need to sort something out, Timmy, lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is supposed to be chicken foot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not chicken foot yet, because that's not had all the training that needs. That's a chicken foot. There's a chicken foot in waiting. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the one to give you the training. I've, I've, I've been thinking about this, and all I've done is get the in trouble and put the in danger. And I think that needs some proper training, like what I had when I was your age. What are you thinking, Mr. Aguilad? I'm thinking I need to take that back to the Great Temple and get the monks of Ek to do that training properly. Um, is Do they have sweets in the temple? Kinda. <laughs> do they have... Um, do, do they have games? And uh, do they have magic mirrors? And Kinda. do they have a... Ooh, do they have a bouncy castle? Kinda. Is it a very kind place? You keep saying kinder a lot. Yeah, they're all they're, they're all really kind and caring and look after you and make sure you learn everything that needs to learn to be a proper monk of Ek. Um, he sort of shuffles his feet a bit and um, he notices that he's still got some of those comic books in his uh, pockets. And he goes, and they're all monks? They're all monks of the Great Ek, aye. He sort of bites his lip and goes, are, are there any of them that are evil monks? That's been reading them comic books again, aren't they? I mean, 
Yes. It's good training for my braining. Because if I'm going to be a hero, I need to know what a villain looks like. And these tell me that a villain uh, is a big evil monk who uh, talks northern and eats tripe. A big northern monk. Hmm. So not me then. Ooh. I hadn't thought of that. Because I'm, I'm slightly taller than you now, Mr. Agrolad. Them comics is full of lies. Well, that's what and, an evil one could say. Does that want training? Mr. Agrolad? Your mum and dad, they were evil, weren't they? Evil is as evil does, lad. They weren't evil, they were just misguided. Hmm. And that's what they'll find in the world. There's not really any such thing as good and evil, there's just right and wrong. And there's just sensible and misguided. Mr. Aguilad, the monks that brought you up, they're not your real parents, are they? Better parents than my real parents were. But they didn't tell you. They lied to you. And lying is wrong. Lying Depen is bad. Lying is evil, Mr. Aguilad. Depends on the lie. And it depends on why the lie's being told. He takes a step back from you and goes, Mr. Aguilad, I think you might be an evil monk. You hear an alarm going off in the cockpit and uh, Captain Biscuit talks over the tannoy and goes, um, Receiving a distress call. It's coming from somewhere in the ocean. Uh, we're not far off. Uh, uh, should we change course and answer it? Y yes. Okay. Uh, uh, the uh, Zeppelin sort of leans a bit and uh, Timmy gives you one last look, Aguilad, and then he sort of shuffles off into the dojo to do some training. Um, meanwhile, uh, the rest of you uh, head to the cockpit. Uh, Captain Biscuit is uh, fiddling with the radio while uh, Croc is uh, doing some of the piloting duties. And uh, the radio crackles and you hear a voice come through it. And goes, uh, hello, hello, anybody there? Anybody there? Distressed call, distressed call, SOS. And Captain Biscuit says, yes, yes, hearing you loud and clear. This is the airship Bessie. Oh, we're here to rescue you. Isn't that right, everybody? Yes, Yes. 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 Uh, to, to whom may I be speaking? Oh, Romano, it's great to hear your voice. I was trying to get hold of you. Listen, it's me. It's Lexi. And Biscuit goes, oh, God. <laughs> Let's, I, I'm so sorry, but I uh, came to the uh, orphanage and uh, I wanted to uh, sell them some pens. Uh, so I came to the orphanage of super cute orphans and their puppies. And uh, I accidentally Aww. dropped one of my pens into their main reactor and it's gone critical. And the place is going to blow. And I don't know the first thing about engineering. So I sort of need you here on the double. Well, we are a bit busy. Um... Aren't Why we, is everybody? the super cute orphanage? No, but think of the puppies. You've got to think of the puppies. Got a reactor. I, well, I don't know about that, but the orphans, they are very cute, and I'm sure your political friends could help, and I'm sure they'd like to get a chance to rescue some cute orphans and their puppy dogs. As someone who might have killed somebody today, I really do need to make up for it. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I may be the only person who's thinking that this you could be a trap. You are not the only person who's thinking no. this could be a trap. Well, if it's a trap, I'm already stuck in it. Does that mean we have to go and help stupid Ben Boy? I think that was sotto voce. <sighs> well, good thing that you lot are about to level up. I suppose we're changing course. <laughs> 
The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aquilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Matt Corner was Ash Williams, and Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as early access to episodes and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at the campaign cast, on facebook.com forward slash campaign cast, soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner and wherever you find podcasts. So until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Thank you.